Hey, and welcome back to Real Estate Accelerate's podcast series, What Every New Agent Asks, Should Ask, and Should Do to Start a Successful Real Estate Career. This is Chuck Dinsmore, and I'll be walking you through this incredible Q&A session today. Just a little bit about my background. I grew up in this business, but I've been licensed since 2000, and I've seen good markets and bad markets as I watched everyone around me struggle with the ups and downs of this crazy profession. Because of these systems and techniques that I'm going to teach you today, I get to have the time to do what I really love, and that is share my knowledge and experience with you. So relax, listen, and enjoy today's core topic on accelerating your business. Now let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back. We're going to talk about mindset part two today. That is drive. In the last episode, we covered mindset part one, your why. That is, what is it that makes you get up and go to work every single day? Why do you do what you do? In this part, Mindset Part 2, let's look closer at the mechanical part of getting organized and how it supports the machinery of your operations. That is, how it affects your drive. In this section, we're going to talk about a favorite subject, you. We're going to discuss what you're potentially facing in this business and how you can minimize distractions while maximizing impact. So let's get started. I'm a realtor just like you. When I was a little agent growing up, I realized pretty quickly that there were going to be major changes in my life with the new profession I had jumped into. I just wish someone had set me down for lunch like I frequently do for others. Lunches are a great thing. It's my favorite time of day because it's the ultimate chance to learn. Never eat alone. That's actually a book title. You see, I wouldn't have changed my mind about getting into this great profession, but I would have done things a little differently. When I sit down with someone looking at the profession for the first time, I intentionally try to scare him or her. I tell them that they will spend way more than the $600 or $1,000 to go to real estate school and to take the exam. I tell them that they will not make money for at least six months and they better have reserves. Even then, statistically, their chances of success are slim. Oh, and did I fail to mention, now that you've graduated real estate school and passed the exam, After failing one or two times first, you know nothing. First, repeat after me. In this business, you find out exactly what you're worth. Let's get the bad news out of the way. According to the National Association of Realtors annual membership profile, in 2012, the average realtor had sales volume of 1.5 million. The average income was 43,500, up from 34,900 in 2011. For agents with over 16 years of experience, this number jumps to 57,300. But let's think about these numbers. If we just take 3% of annual sales of 1.5 million, that nets $45,000, right? This would explain the 43,500 number. However, this figure does not take into account the broker splits because they're all different. If we apply the average split of 70%, income drops to 30450 At 50%, which is where most new agents are, it drops to 21750 But here's the real kick in the pants. These figures are for agents with 2 to 16 years of experience. Agents under the 2 years, that is newbies, earn an average income of only $9,700 gross. After the new agent split, that's only $4,850 per year for your first two years. The good news, all figures are higher than 2011, 
So if you started in 2012, you did better and have survived longer than those who started in 2011. Also, the average agent had 12 sides in 2012, up from 10 sides the year before. I've got to tell you, just a short time ago, that number was three. Can you imagine? Three transactions in a year. Don't fret. The above numbers are a mean. This means that half of all agents earn more than the number reported. Because you're smart, you're motivated, and you have a positive attitude, these numbers just won't apply to you. It'll be a breeze to be in the upper half of the class. In fact, our goal is to beat the odds and get you to the top 20% ASAP. How does that sound? So here you are. Let's start with you. In case you haven't noticed, we start with you a lot. After all, it's a great subject. More specifically, we want to talk again about mindset. We covered mindset in determining your why, that is, your personal goals, but now we want to cover mindset as your drive. Your mindset is the most important thing in your life. It controls how you act, perceive, react, interact, communicate, love, everything. In his famous book, Think and Grow Rich, the overquoted but ever-appropriate author Napoleon Hill wrote, We think what we are. What he means is that our thoughts create our outcomes. Think about the last time you were sick, sad, miserable, or even hungover. Did you want other people around you? If you did, did you want them to be happy or bubbly or just as miserable as you? Do you kind of feel like there's a haze surrounding you? That the air was so palpable that you were in a bubble of darkness and bad energy? It's a good thing that misery is not an airborne virus. We would all be extinct. Now think about a time where your best friend, partner, or simply a kind stranger came by and made you smile. Maybe they pulled you from your funk and brightened your day. Your heart warmed, and you knew that you could beat the negative feelings. You knew there was happiness and that you were not alone. People really care. What if you could spread that happy feeling around? Do you realize that when you're happy, you're much more productive? Obstacles and challenges become minor dips in your road to greatness that you can easily navigate around or over. Let's take a moment and think about this logically. First, nothing stands still. Can we agree on this? If everything stops, we must be dead. So given that we're always moving, what are the two options we have? Forwards or backwards, right? So if you're not moving forward, you must be moving backward. Or worse, you're dead. That being said, how do we structure our lives to be mostly moving forward? I say mostly because we're going to have setbacks and dips on the road, but I'm going to teach you that those are really moving you forward as well. Managing your me time, that is, the time dedicated to you, is something very simple. If you took 20 minutes each morning to work on your mindset, during this 20 minutes, I want you to take out a sheet of paper and write down what your top five goals for this week are. Maybe they're to get a new listing, or to write an offer, or to pick up three new prospects. Maybe your goals are to attend a workshop, complete your business plan, host an open house, or maybe there are non-business goals like planning a party or vacation. Whatever it is, what are the most important five things that you want to accomplish this week? Now draw a line across the page below your list, divide the area below the line into three columns, and label them to do, calls, and appointments. Now fill in the list. By the way, have you checked your email yet? Don't. 
Email is the biggest time waster of the 21st century. The average professional spends 12 minutes per hour on email. 12 minutes may not sound bad, but it leads to the web. The average professional spends 3 hours per day connected to the web. But wait, there's more. Every distraction, such as email or web, takes up to another 20 minutes to recover and get back into the focus on the task at hand. If you add all of that up, in the typical 8-hour workday, the average person is productive for about 44 minutes per day. You don't believe me? Take out a piece of paper and fold it into quarters. This makes 8 panels front and back. On each panel, label each hour from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. down the left side. Use one panel per day. And for each hour, write down what you did. You'll be amazed at how much time you waste. Now, I know you're not going to do this exercise, but take a minute and think about the last three workdays. What really did you accomplish? If you focused, how much time minimally could it have taken you to accomplish those tasks? See, what were you doing with the rest of your day? Oh, but where was I? Oh, yeah, your morning exercise. Look at your three columns and determine how important each activity is. Assign a letter of importance next to it. A means that it must happen today. B means that it should happen today. And C means that it could wait. Consider each task carefully. Those A tasks should move you closer to your goals at the top of the page. If they do not, consider if they might be a B or a C task. Now check your email. Look for any emails from the people affected by your list today. Add any additional tasks that your emails have reminded you of and mark them A, B, or C as well. Only consider those emails directly affecting your tasks today. Now close your email. You're not allowed to look at it again until after lunch, and I mean it. Once you know your ABCs, let's number them by priority. Look at your list and rank each task in order of importance, starting with the number one. Your most important task of the day will thus be numbered A1, and so on. Do the same for the Bs and the same for the Cs. Note, however, that there can only be one A1 and one A2, etc., so make sure you're ranking across all three columns. You now have your plan for the day, week, and month. Only focus on the A's first, then once accomplished, begin working on the B's. You'll rarely get to the C's in any given day, but you may find free time here and there to address them. This being said, let's take another look at your list. Can you really accomplish all of the A's today? Can some of them be moved to the B list? Look at the B's. Are there any that must be done today? Move them to the A list. Are there any B's that can be moved to the C list? Each and every day, look at your list and update it. You will add more tasks. You will need to move tasks around. B's will become A's. C's may become more urgent and need moving to B or to A. But the fun part is, is you can mark items off your list as completed. You may or may not follow this system, or you may have a better system. The goal of this training, though, is to teach you the importance of organizing your time. The reason you want to get a grip on your tasks is so that you can free up more time for productive uses. We spend way too much time getting ready to get ready. Once you've got a plan on paper, or electronic paper, whatever you prefer, then you can clear it from your mind and open more space to focus on better things, like making money. There's also a psychological relief to knowing that you're organized and that you have a plan. Now let's move back up a level to your drive. In the grand scheme, having your to-do list and a schedule is a building block of a bigger picture. 
Knowing that you have the basics under control, you can now step back and look at your whole world. Look at your goals again, your why that we discussed in the last episode. If anything is on your list that does not in some way move you towards your why, then you must question, is it really necessary? To summarize, we've covered more on mindset, what you surround yourself with, setting aside me time, and how to tackle your organization on the most basic level. Your daily to-do list are the logical left brain part of your plan. Your drive expands into the creative right brain part, the part that allows dreams and aspirations. In the next episode, we're going to look closer at this level and help you focus on what is important by removing negative distractions. Look for mindset number three, titled, How to Eat an Elephant. Until then, I look forward to talking to you again on the next podcast. Take what you've learned today, put it to work. Feel free to contact us and send us your own ideas, and we'll cover them in a future episode. Just go to www.hearchuck.com and leave your comments on our blog page. Until then, I look forward to talking to you. Make it a great day. Hey, so that about wraps it up for today's session. As always, you can visit our site at www.hearchuck.com to ask your own questions and to subscribe to our series. It's absolutely free. If you like what you've heard today, please share the link with a friend and invite them to join you. If you really like it, go to the site and leave a rave review. I'm not above bribery, so if you leave a review, then forward a copy to me. I'll send you a free bonus by email. Just go to our site, www.hearchuck.com. Thanks again for listening. Remember to excel in everything you do, live, love, and laugh fully, and most of all, make the world a better place. This is Chuck Finsmore, and I'll be speaking to you soon. So here's the required legalese. We are not attorneys. We do not give legal advice. We do not play attorneys on TV, nor do we give accounting advice. For that advice, please seek legal counsel or accounting or other licensed professional within the field that you're looking for. We also do not make recommendations to replace what your broker policy is. So if you have any questions at all, please check with your broker and make sure that you are adhering to their policies first, as well as the state laws in your area. The previous podcast is a production of Seaclear Academy and Chuck Densmore, copyright 2013 by Seaclear Academy. Duplication in any form whatsoever is expressly prohibited without written permission and will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. For further information, please visit our website at www.seaclearacademy.com.